Episode 44, The New Weight Loss Meds, Game Changers. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we relearn how to lose weight so you can reach your goal weight with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the busy moms who've tried it all. If you're tired of endless dieting, a tired mom, and ready to learn what works, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this lesson started. Hello there, mamas. So the obesity doctor in me really wants to talk about these new weight loss beds. They're very exciting. So let me just start by saying, I haven't talked a lot about the medical side per se on the podcast, and I'm gonna open that door because I think you all are very interested. And I know that there's interesting things coming down the pike. But as always, as the weight loss doctor, I do have to officially say that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Yes, I am a doctor. No, I'm not your doctor. So that's basically the legal caveat to say, I'm here to teach you not to treat you. And today we're gonna do that with weight loss meds. So if you guys are like me, and I've shared openly on this podcast that when I turned 18, I was on FenFen. It was back in the day when it was the rage. And I think most of us still kind of think of weight loss meds like we did FenFen, where it was like everybody went to a doctor in Kansas, it seemed like everybody went to Oklahoma for some reason and got their fen-fen and it was like legal crack, right? And it was, everybody was losing weight really fast. And then all of a sudden it came out that half of it, fenfluramine caused valvular heart issues, which was probably grossly over-exaggerated, but it was pulled from the market and deemed unsafe because let's be honest, we wanted to lose weight, but we didn't want to die. And I think that's how we think of weight loss meds. So let me just start by saying the medications I'm gonna be talking about are FDA approved medications. These are not supplements, ladies. And FDA approved medications have to have big trials behind them to support that they're generally safe, to support that they actually create what they say they're gonna create and to figure out what all the side effects are. So I wanna keep this as clean as possible. I'm not gonna go super in depth. This is more so for your average patient, not for the doctors. So if you're interested in one of these medications, you might wanna check it out further, or like I said, talk to your doctor about it, because I just wanna give you a general idea of why I am excited again about weight loss medications. And I wanna start by saying that to qualify for weight loss medications, we do look at it by Dun, 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 BMI. You knew I was gonna say that, right? Body mass index, that is just the medical world's way of defining obesity, overweight. And so in general, to qualify for weight loss medications, we expect you to have a BMI of 30, which is defined as obesity, or a BMI of 27 with obesity-related disease. Why is that? Because if you're gonna take medications that could potentially have side effects and are expensive sometimes, we wanna make sure that it's not just to lose, you know, 10 pounds for vanity's sake and you're not some model, right? <laughs> It needs to be worth it. And so we do it at a lower weight cutoff if you have diseases that are associated to your weight, things like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, those kinds of things. For our average American woman, which I love to look at, who's 5'4", it really is, I think, around 178 pounds to be a BMI of 30. It's not as much as you think. 
and it's 158 pounds to have a BMI of 27 if you have that with something like diabetes, heart disease, those sorts of obesity-related diseases. So the qualifiers for weight loss medications are a little lower than you think. And the other thing that I would say is that weight loss medications are a lot safer than they used to be in general. As we see the safety increase, it feels a little safer to take the medications. Now, if you are pregnant, you should obviously not be on weight loss medications and probably not if you're breastfeeding either. In general, those are kind of our big qualifiers for weight loss meds. And as we look at the medications, I'm gonna go through them in order of the results that you can get with them. So I do wanna clarify that all of these trials that we do on weight loss medications are always done against what we call placebo. And the placebo arm in weight loss trials means everybody gets some level of diet, exercise, and lifestyle interventions when they go into this. And then they decide whether they get the medication. They randomly and blindly get put into either the medication group or the group that gets a pill that has nothing in it. So when we look at these studies, everybody is going to have some weight loss. And we also do have to look at the placebo arm a little bit because some people do better than others at lifestyle interventions. Interesting fact, for lifestyle interventions in these studies, typically two to 4% is pretty average. If you're getting much more than 5%, that means they did some pretty good lifestyle interventions. And I wanna just remind you that in Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, coaching is essentially lifestyle interventions and we get an average of 21% weight loss. <laughs> so this isn't exactly comparing apples to apples with our weight loss coaching groups. I have not to this point incorporated in any medications to our weight loss groups. So those numbers are just truly looking at lifestyle interventions or weight loss coaching interventions. But yet the placebo arms in most of these studies were like two to 4%. They're very low, but it is some weight loss that's associated with it. The numbers that we're gonna be discussing are the numbers above placebo that they saw with each of these medications for weight loss. So I'm gonna share with you those numbers, a tiny bit about how the medication works, and then really who I like to use it for as an obesity medicine physician. I would say that I've used these a lot and in different ways than maybe your typical family physician has used them. So I like to give that level of expertise because it may be something that you wanna take back to talk to your doctor about. So let's get started, ladies. I want to start with one of the most interesting ones, and this has one of the lowest weight loss percentages. It was 4% higher than placebo in the study, so a 4% weight loss, and it's Orlistat, also known by the trade names of Zenical and Ally. So you guys all probably remember it back when they had those WOW chips that came out that were causing everybody to have like liquidy, oily stools kind of what that does. <laughs> so it works on the gut and inhibits fat absorption. So you essentially poop out more fat. Now, obviously with a medication like this, if you're on a ketogenic diet or a high fat diet, you're going to have worse side effects. So we generally recommend doing it with a lower fat diet. And there is an over-the-counter option of Ally or a prescription option. It's more of a chronic medication. And most of these are, except for one that I'll make sure to let you know about. And generally the biggest thing with it is the side effect of having potentially loose stools to stool incontinence of very oily stools. 
that can be not comfortable. I will be honest, I don't write this medication very much. It can be written sometimes in combination with other weight loss medications to help with the constipation that can come from them. The results are lower, there tends to be higher side effects, and so it's pretty rarely used, but it is available for weight loss and you can even do it in an over-the-counter option. I would suggest also to make sure that if you're on a fat-soluble vitamin that you don't take it around this medication because it will make you poop out the vitamin as well. <laughs> and that, ladies, is the beautiful story of Orlistat. Let's move on to the one that you guys all probably associate the most with weight loss, which is Fentermine. Fentermine was part of Fenfen back in the day, ladies, and it was deemed the safe half. It was not pulled from the market. Fenfluramine was pulled from the market, but it does have some interesting caveats. It was approved a long time ago, and it's only truly been approved for three months at a time. It is essentially a short-term weight loss medication, and for a very long time, it was the best medication we really had for weight loss. I've been on and off Fentermine in my past probably three different times, and I always lost weight well with it and ended up regaining it. We don't genuinely love short-term rules on weight loss medications, but Fentermine got put in that class because it is close to a stimulant. It's a sympathoamine and an appetite suppressant. So it works on the brain, it makes you less hungry, and it kind of amps you up. It gives you more energy. Weight loss with it is between five and 10%, and a lot of people get dry mouth and difficulty sleeping with it. Now, the biggest class that I see struggle with this side effects of this medication are people who struggle with anxiety. It kind of ramps you up and makes you a little jittery, so a lot of my patients historically who have had anxiety don't love fentermine. A lot of the other patients do. If you can imagine for weight loss, being less hungry and having more energy sounds like a magic pill. The studies don't truly support this, but I certainly have seen in patients where it just doesn't seem to work well if you go back on it a second and third time. It seems to be less effective and it kind of essentially burns out for a lot of patients. So keep that in mind that it is short term and it also does have some tendencies to burn out. These medications can be somewhat divisive around doctors, especially fentermine, because fentermine some people will call, oh, it's medical crack. It is not. It actually works on the brain centers to suppress your appetite, but because it's close to that stimulant class, it does have some of those side effects that you would see in like your ADHD medications. So fentermine was what we had. I've used it a ton for patients. It's been very rare that I've had anybody have serious side effects. The most I would say would maybe be their heart rate got up a little bit or their blood pressure got up a little bit. We don't use it in uncontrolled hypertension or they just didn't like it because of the anxiety. Certainly the dry mouth can get to you and the insomnia can get to you, but it is generally a safe medication. We definitely have better options coming down the pike now though. And those are exciting for those of us who just took people on and off Fentermine for a long time. I will throw in the caveat with Fentermine that there is a medication called Qsimia where they actually took a very low dose Fentermine and combined it with Topamax or Topiramate. Topiramate is initially an anti-seizure medication, but it does help with satiety and help with fullness. And because it works with creating an effect where you can use a lower dose of Fentermine, you get less of those side effects and get better results with it. It's around a 10% weight loss. 
Topamax does have its side effects though. It can make you a little groggy, it can make you feel a little bit out of it. And so I would say I truly usually use this for one group of patients, and that is the patients who actually struggle with soda. Topamax changes the taste of soda. It makes it taste really flat and you won't love it anymore. So if soda addiction is part of your weight loss journey, you might consider Topamax. It really helps with that. And if you do it in the form of Qsimia, it will allow you to use a lower dose of Phentermine to work together to get the same effects. One last note on Topamax, it is severely teratogenic. What that means is it causes malformations in babies. So if you are at an age where you could get pregnant, you must be on birth control with Topamax. It's just not a chance you even wanna come taking. In general, we don't recommend weight loss medications for women who could be pregnant, but this one you really can't get pregnant on. So just note that if you consider Topamax and you are of childbearing age. The next medication works more so on the emotional side of eating, which is a lot of my mamas. I'll be honest with you, I don't use it a ton, but there are some patients who it works really nicely for. It's under the brand name of Contrave. Contrave is actually a combination medication of bupropion, the brand name for that is Wellbutrin, and Naltrexone. Bupropion is an antidepressant by class. It's a dopamine reuptake inhibitor. So for those of you who have heard me talk about reward centers and eating and cravings, bupropion can be a great option to help with that, especially if you struggle with depression and you're on another antidepressant. Many of our antidepressants can be associated with weight gain, and this one helps with weight loss. So it's definitely something to consider if you struggle with depression and you're looking for an option for weight loss. It also helps with cravings and like I said, a lot of the emotional eating issues. Now Contrave specifically uses bupropion or Wellbutrin in combination with naltrexone. And those work together to also block the endorphin reuptake and the addiction component. Naltrexone is an anti-addiction medication. So for instance, if you're on a narcotic or an opioid, you don't wanna take naltrexone because it reverses the effects. That's not good. But it also helps nicely with smoking cessation and some of those other behaviors that can get worse when you're working on weight loss. Contrave is associated with about four to 5% weight loss. So it's a little lower in its effectiveness, but for the right patient, especially the emotional type of eaters, or maybe somebody who really is struggling with depression that is contributing to the weight gain, something like Contrave can be a great option. And now mamas, let's move on to some of our newer medications. I'm gonna loop this into one class, but the last medication I'm going to discuss is a little bit different. In general, this class of medications has been around for, well, they've been around in the diabetes class for longer, but in the weight loss class for probably three or four years, and they're called the GLP-1 medications. So these were initially diabetes medications. What they saw was that in the trials, these patients were losing weight. They weren't just getting better blood sugar control, but because of the mechanism of GLP-1, they were also losing weight with it. And so what companies like this do then will do studies on weight loss after they do the diabetes studies. There's been a few different variations of this class, but in general what they do, GLP-1, glucagon-like protein 1, increases insulin selectively when there's a lot of glucose on board. 
and blocks glucagon at the level of the liver. So it helps with glucose metabolism. That helps with both weight loss and blood sugar control for diabetics. It also slows gastric emptying. So it slows the transit through the stomach of food. It keeps you full longer. It doesn't just do that at the stomach level. It sends signals to the brain as well and works on the brain to help with fullness. So ladies, I want you to think that if you've listened to my podcast recently, I've been talking about the fact that sometimes with physiologic weight loss versus surgical weight loss, right? Surgical weight loss, we tend to get full faster. Physiologic weight loss, that can be a huge missing component in weight loss, right? You can end up a little hungrier because your body is telling you, let's get back to that old weight. Your body's working against you in that aspect. And that's the most interesting component of this new class of medication. It can almost mimic the surgery effect of keeping you full between meals and making you more full after a meal so that you actually experience that sensation of fullness versus just telling yourself to cut it off. It helps with your body truly to work with you for weight loss from the gut into the brain on both axes to help assist with weight loss. And as you can imagine, it's got way better weight loss results than we've seen with the other medications. So the first group that came out was the generic molecule liraglutide. The diabetes trade name for that, they always name them different for diabetes medication than they do for the weight loss medication. <laughs> it's kind of wild. A lot of times the weight loss medication doses are higher though than the diabetes doses. So the name for that for diabetes was Victoza. The name for that for weight loss was Saxenda. The thing about this one, it was a great medication, but it was a daily injection. And as you can imagine, people don't love that. So when they came out with semaglutide, a weekly injection, people liked it better. Now I know some of you are like, you said the word injection, I'm out. And I wanna share with you that they are very, very small injections. The pens are really beautiful and they're simple to use. You barely feel them and it's once a week and it could help you with fullness. Think about that. So the GLP-1 semaglutide, the weekly injection showed 12 to 17% weight loss with an average weight loss of 14% over placebo. We are getting way better weight loss results already with these medications. A third of the patients got to 20% weight loss. Ladies, if you remember from my previous podcast, weight loss surgery has been our gold standard for weight loss and they average between 20 and 30% weight loss. This is weight loss surgery numbers. Weight loss for modern American moms, my coaching mindset lifestyle intervention group averages 21%. We are looking at similar numbers. This medication helps with fullness between and after meals. In combination with lifestyle, Think of the numbers that you can get in terms of weight loss. They also saw improvement in waist circumference, blood pressure, blood sugars. And the biggest side effect with all of this class of medication is going to be nausea. It slows down stomach emptying so you can get nauseous with it. Some people do get a little constipated as well because it slows the GI system. Generally though, most of the side effects are pretty mild and most people tolerate it pretty dang well. 
If you do have side effects, it's probably because you've gone up on your dose really quickly and you may want to slow down increasing your doses. There's one class of patients who this is not approved for, and that's patients who've had medullary thyroid cancer or MEN syndrome. It is a rare type of thyroid cancer, ladies. It's not the majority of thyroid cancer, but if it's in your family or you personally have had it, you don't wanna take this class of medications. They did see a slight increased risk in mice with this. It actually hasn't been shown in humans, but it has been given a warning because of that. So it's just something to consider. You would know it if it was you. Which brings me, ladies, to the last but not least weight loss medication. And this has been a game changer for my thoughts about weight loss for modern American moms, to be totally honest with you. For a long time, I really felt that the medical side of weight loss, the biggest thing I saw it really truly contributed was diet knowledge, right? The knowledge of what matters, the knowledge of how to make weight loss simple, the knowledge of when to add in exercise. Because frankly, the fentermine loops that I had been with with patients I just wasn't even very interested in it anymore. <laughs> I saw them lose, regain, lose, regain. And it was like, let's just quit playing this game. But specifically, this newest medication out there has me very interested. And I would suggest that it might make you very interested too. The generic name is Terzepatide, and the brand name for it is Munjaro. It is a GLP-1, glucagon-like peptide 1, which I just discussed, as well as a GIP. So it is actually a combination medication that works just like the GLP-1 to slow gastric emptying, to help with glucose metabolism, but it also works on an extra incretin, which is a hormone that's released in the gut in response to glucose, and it works with it to help improve fullness. They think that it's probably also in fat cells so that just moderate amounts of sugar intake can create a release of it and create this very composite additive effect to the GLP-1 to help with weight loss. So these go to the brain and help you feel fuller in the brain between meals and at the end of meals. And this addition of the GIP to the GLP-1 has shown amazing results. Now, I will share with you that it is still just approved for type 2 diabetes. As I said earlier, these medications were developed for diabetes. And then they saw amazing weight loss results and thought you don't have to be diabetic to have enough impact on your brain and on the glucose metabolism to help with weight loss. So let's look at getting it approved for weight loss as well. The trials are there to support it. It just hasn't been through the FDA complete process for weight loss yet. It is coming. I will tell you a lot of obesity medicine doctors are using it currently off-label, meaning we have the studies to support it. It's not approved this way yet. It will be probably within the next year. So they have started using them for weight loss. Here's why. The weight loss percentage loss for patients who had diabetes when they were doing the diabetes trial was 8 to 11%. So we're looking at similar results to the other GLP-1s. But when they did this in patients who didn't have diabetes and used a higher dose to look at weight loss results, they were finding an average of 22% weight loss, 22% weight loss from this medication. And a third of those patients got 25% weight loss results. Ladies, this is rivaling weight loss surgery. This is a medication that creates that feeling of fullness that weight loss surgery does. 
without surgery. And if you consider that in combination with changing your brain, stopping the emotional eating, stopping the mindless eating, stopping the overeating habits that come with lifestyle interventions, meaning coaching, think of the amazing results that can be created. As I said, it's still just approved truly for type two diabetes, but it has been used already for weight loss. And I find it very interesting and exciting. And as you could guess, we are going to be having some amazing new additions into weight loss for modern American moms. It will be coming on the podcast episode next week. But I wanna share with you in general this, the tools for weight loss, what I'm the most interested in, in terms of tools for you for weight loss, are things that make weight loss simpler, making the process simple to fit your life, and tools that create the greatest results for the long term. That's what interests me in weight loss because that's what we all want. We wanna reach our goal weight and live there and be done with dieting and just start living as the healthy version of you. And whereas the older meds really helped for a little bit, these newer meds in combination with coaching can be a game changer, ladies. If you're interested in finding out more, make sure to get on the wait list for Weight Loss for Modern American Moms. I'll be sharing information very soon about some new additions to the program. And talk to your doctor. They may or may not be open to weight loss medications for you. Again, this is just educational information from an obesity medicine doctor. But I certainly wouldn't rule out medications. And I will say, I did for a long time. These new ones have some great things to add to the picture of you at your goal weight. More next week, ladies. If you love today's show, make sure to share it with a mom who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get all of the latest lessons from the School of Weight Loss podcast. Ready to reach that goal weight? Head on over to drmommy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-O-M-E.com to learn more about Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, my virtual weight loss coaching program.